Hey guys, welcome back to Cool Music History Time with DJ Dylan. I'm DJ Dylan. Today we have a very special guest. He is a New Yorker who is a director of radio dramas, a composer, a writer, and an instructor at Columbia College Chicago, Mr. George Czar. I sat with him and we talked about his love of making music and radio. He told me that when he first listened to radio, we began the conversation about asking of how he got into radio. We will know the early history of KISS and one of their best songs. Please subscribe to my podcast on redcircle.com or wherever you find podcasts. And if you all have a favorite rock band that you would like to know the history of, drop me an email at dylan.miller at loop.colum.edu. Again, it's dylan.miller at loop.colum.edu. Let's go talk with Mr. Czar now. Hey guys, welcome to Cool Music History Time with DJ Dylan. I'm here with a good Zoom call with my good friend, Mr. George Czar. Hey Dylan, how are you? Oh, I'm doing good, sir. Well, I think like most everybody, it was listening to it. And once I heard it, I said, hey, I gotta do this. So I started getting into it. Oh, okay. And it was uh, originally with audio drama in New York. What is the best radio gig that you have ever had? Um, I always say the next one. Huh? The the next one? (laughs) What does that mean? It means the the next one that I'm going to do will probably be the best one. Oh, okay. Man, that's funny. Because I I keep doing this. That's very good. What is the best radio project you have worked on and why? The best? Yeah. Well, let's see. I was a producer and a writer and director of several audio drama series for National Public Radio. So that went on for a number of years, and I mean, my work was heard all over the world. Who is one of your idols in radio? Wow. I have so many of them. I don't know. Maybe somebody like Norman Corwin, who was, again, a writer, a producer, a voice person. I like I like people who were in radio who were also writers, because oh. that's what I am. What are the biggest challenges someone in your career can face? The biggest challenge is you have to, but it's like in anything in the arts, you have to be able to deal with rejection, because not everybody likes what you do. And they may say, I'm not interested. And you have to stay positive, and you have to take your project and go to somewhere where it is good, where they do like it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, sir, what advice would you give to someone who wants to be in radio? Well, I would say make sure you listen and know what's going on. Take any job you can. Listen, learn, say yes a lot so you keep moving along. And don't give up. What is the best experience you have had as an instructor? The best experience I have is to watch my students go off into the industry and do well. I mean, my, my, the reason I like the job so much is because I have a chance to help students get a leg up and get into the world and, you know, make something of themselves. And I'm very happy to see that. That's, that's my satisfaction. Since we're all quarantined in our houses... Yes, we are. <laughs> yes, indeed. Is instruction in radio easy or difficult for you during the quarantine? Well, it takes a heck of a lot more effort. You have to do a lot more preparation. And it's not the same as being there with the students in person. 
I like having a class. I like having the class meet each other and become a team and work together. And you can't, you can't really do that online, or at least not with this technology we have right now. I've researched that you're a composer, right? Yes, I am. Since you are a composer, what drew you to composing music? When I was a little kid, I just started writing it. I came up with ideas, and then I taught myself guitar, and then I started writing songs, and then eventually when I was older, I went to school for it. Here's another question for composing. Who is your favorite person to work with in composing music? Well, these days I write myself. I write with songs, I write the music, I write the words, and I also know how to arrange my music. So not only to write a song, but to arrange it, you know, for a band or an orchestra or wherever it is. So pretty much I'm working on my own. Okay, sir. So, sir, since composers have worked a lot with orchestras, what is your favorite orchestra you have worked with? Well, let's see. I worked with the American Chamber Opera Orchestra. In, in Manhattan, and I had a piece that was in Carnegie Hall, which was kind of cool. Alright, George. And here's another question. Since I've heard the fact that you're a composer, what is the latest piece of music you are working on right now? I just got commissioned to write a song. Uh, they're doing two big audio dramas in Canada, and they asked me to write the score for both of them. And one is Sleeping Beauty, and the other one is Secret Garden. So I'm just starting to think about it now. Oh, okay, sir. And, sir, since I've seen in your bio that you have a radio drama called The Dark of the Moon Inn, correct? That is correct. And what is the meaning of this project, The Dark of the Moon Inn? Well, it's a, it, the, the piece itself, that's actually an overall title for five different mystery shows. And what it is is you go to the inn into this dark of the moon inn that's the name of it you go in there and then you hear these stories and then my five stories are in there and that's published by blackstone publishing oh that's very awesome what is your best mystery story that you've written so far my best well it's hard it's hard to say it's hard to say what my best is because i let the audience tell me what's the best it doesn't matter what i think it's what they think Here's another question. You have such an ongoing career. Are there some things you still want to do? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, one of them, I mean, I'm working, I'm going to do a third season of my, my serial, Hoofbeats in My Heart. The second season is being released right now. It's on right now. So there's a third season of that, and that's composing and writing and directing. Okay, sir. What is Hoofbeats in My Heart? Is it our Western show? Yeah, it's a comedy. It takes place in the Old West, and it features Ruby Buckaroo, the bandit queen of the cowboys, and Marshall Shiloh Brown. And Marcy Mancati at Columbia College plays Ruby Buckaroo. Since I've always asked people this question during my podcast show, what do you think is the greatest rock band of all time? That's really hard to say, because I like music. So I like a lot of bands, you know? I could just name somebody, but it's like, that's not true, you know? It's, I, like I said, I like, I, not only do I, well, I like rock, I like all kinds of music. You know, stuff that's happening now, stuff that happened in, when Mozart wrote it in the 1700s. So, you know, say my favorite rock band, can't say, can't say. I like so many of them. It'll be all right. It will be just any band. Well, yeah, not any band, but I mean, there are a lot of them I like. Well, I'll tell you what then, since I like so many of them, why don't you pick one? Oh, all right.
And the one you pick will probably be one of the bands I like anyway. Oh, okay, sir. I'll do it. Well, those are very good questions. I like answering them. Yeah, thank you for your time, George. Oh, you're very welcome. Since Mr. Zara said that I can feature whatever band I like, I choose to go with KISS. For more information about George Czar, feel free to drop him an email at gzar.clum.edu. Again, it's g-z-a-r-r at c-o-l-u-m dot e-d-u. Let's go to the history of KISS. Many rock bands have been formed in George Czar's home state of New York. New York City is the birthplace of American punk rock music, and there are many punk bands that were born there, such as Blondie, The Talking Heads, and The Ramones. But standing tall with those bands comes the classic rock band KISS. They are described as one of the best classic rock bands from the 70s to today. Before KISS became a famous rock band with their metal music, black and white face makeup, and pyrotechnics, they were just normal New Yorkers who wanted to bring the joy of rock music to everybody else. Let's go to the early history of KISS in the 1970s. Check it out! According to AllMusic.com, KISS was rooted in campy theatric influences like Alice Cooper and the New York Dolls. In New York, the original founders of the band, Paul Stanley, the rhythm guitarist born in Queens, and Gene Simmons, the bassist, a New York transplant from Israel, had together formed a band called Wicked Lester. That band didn't last long. In 1972, Stanley and Simmons fired all the other members of the band because their first album was rejected by producers. Since it was only Stanley and Simmons left in the band, they hired two new members. Peter Chris from Brooklyn on drums, and Ace Freely from the Bronx on lead guitar. As soon as they were on board, the idea of wearing black glam rock clothes and black and white makeup and hair was born. Paul Stanley is transformed into the Star Child with a black star on his left eye. Gene Simmons wears black leather wings, silver spike armor, and has black fire eyes and black lips, and is known as the Fire Breathing Demon. Peter Chris is the cat's man because he's had a couple of close calls with death in his life and thinks he has nine lives, and he wears cat-designed makeup with green eyes and black whiskers. And Ace Freely is the spaceman with silver lightning eyes. In 1973, they performed their first concert in Manhattan and signed a management deal with Bill Acoin and a record deal with New York's Casablanca Records. In 1974, KISS released their debut album in February, which included one of their best songs in my opinion, Black Diamond, which was sung by Peter Criss. Out on the street, 
They followed that with the release of another album in October called Hotter Than Hell. In 1975, they released their third album, Dress to Kill, which concluded one of their top 10 songs, Rock and Roll All Night, sung by Gene Simmons. It was the number 12 song of the year that year. The song is also included in Kiss's first live album that became one of the top 10 albums of 1975, Alive. In March of 1976, Kiss recorded and released Destroyer, their fourth album and their first to go platinum. It included the songs Detroit Rock City, sung by Paul Stanley, God of Thunder, sung by Gene Simmons, Shout It Out Loud, sung by both Stanley and Simmons, and Beth, sung by Chris. Also, they released Rock and Roll Over in November, which included the song Calling Dr. Love. After KISS made their albums, they set up fan festivals all over the world called KISS Mania. KISS fans became known as the KISS Army. At KISS Mania, all manner of KISS merchandise is available for the KISS Army to purchase, such as face painting makeup, masks, and board games. In 1977, when KISS released the album Love Gun, Marvel Comics published two KISS comic books, but they sold poorly. In 1978, the members of KISS branched out and each released a solo album, with Simmons being the most popular and successful one. Back together as a band, KISS also released their first TV movie on CBS called KISS Meets the Phantom of the Park, where they are superheroes trying to defeat an evil inventor who is planning to destroy Six Flags Magic Mountain, a Six Flags amusement park in Santa Clarita, California. The film features some of the songs from their individual solo albums. During this time, the band continued to become more and more popular, even though their identities were never seen in public. In 1979, KISS made and released their seventh album, Dynasty, which included another of KISS's top ten songs, I Was Made For Loving You. Allmusic.com states that it continued their streak of platinum albums, yet it was their last record with the original lineup, since Peter Chris decided to leave the band in 1980. During that year, KISS released the album Unmasked, where Chris is credited as the drummer, but most of the drumming sessions were recorded by South African session drummer Anton Figg. Unmasked, along with Destroyer, had failed to make it onto the music charts, much less go platinum. Brooklyn drummer Eric Carr joined as the band's permanent replacements for Chris, and Kiss put him in their trademark face paint, making him into the fox, with black and brown eyes and a nose ring. During the 1980s, the band decided to wash off their face makeup and show their fans who they truly are. 
1991, Carr died of cancer, and the band members paid tribute to him by featuring an instrumental song that he and Kiss recorded together on the 1992 album Revenge, called Car Jam 1981, which Carr wrote the music for. As the years went by, Chris returned to the KISS lineup from 1996 until 2002, when he left again. Then Ace Freely, the Spaceman, left too. But with the help of a new Catman, Eric Singer, and a new Spaceman, Tommy Thoyer, Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons were back to making good music and playing concerts. KISS is one of America's greatest classic rock bands of all time. So to KISS I say, rock on with your ongoing careers. Let's conclude with one of KISS's top 10 songs. We've all heard KISS's top songs like Black Diamond, Calling Dr. Love, and Shout It Out Loud. But above all these rockin' songs by the best glam rock band of all time is Rock and Roll All Night. It was part of the 1975 album Dressed to Kill, and it was popular in movies and TV shows such as a promo for that 70s show with Topher Grace and Ashton Kutcher and Family Guy. It's been recorded in many ways too. There's the 1970s record version, the live version from the album Alive, and the re-recorded version for our Greatest Hits album in Japan. In this segment of the show, we will learn how KISS made rock and roll all night. Here we go! In 1975, KISS had made and recorded their songs, including Rock and Roll All Night, for their third studio album, Dressed to Kill, at Electric Lady Studios in New York City, which has welcomed a lot of famous bands and musicians to record their music there. It is said in SongFacts.com that Paul Stanley, the star child, and Gene Simmons, the demon, wrote the song and I thought it was about partying all you want and never want to go to sleep. But according to songfacts.com, it is not about partying as long as you want and not getting high on drugs. It's about celebrating your life and making the most of it because you don't get a second chance. Stanley stated in his interview with writer Bruce Pollock that, quote, Originally, Gene and I would tend to help each other fill in the gaps. Rock and Roll All Night came about because we felt we needed an anthem, a song that could be a rallying cry for all our fans. So I went back to the hotel and came up with the chorus and the melody. Then I went down to see Gene and he came up with the verses. We used to write a lot like that, as Gene and I became better writers, we became either less willing to bend on our individual ideas, or it may have been that we both figured our songs would be stronger if developed by the person who wrote them. In the song, the demon sang lead vocals and played the bass, while the star child, Ace Freely, and Tommy Thoyer, the two spacemen, sang backing vocals and played lead and rhythm guitar on the original and re-recorded versions of the song. 
Peter, Chris, and Eric Singer, the two Catmen, played drums on the original and re-recorded versions as well. Since Rock and Roll All Night is recorded in many ways, we will listen to the parts of the re-recorded version from Disc 2 of the 2009 album Sonic Boom and the live version from the album Alive. After 14 seconds of instrumental music, Gene Simmons began his first line of lyrics that always ends, will drive you crazy. Then comes the backing vocals with You Keep On Shouting two times, and then comes the awesome chorus of the song title. In the live version, after Simmons said the second line of lyrics and after the awesome chorus, Ace Freely, or Tom Thoyer, did the awesome guitar solo. In the 1975 version and the 2009 version, the song just continues until it fades, but the ending of the live version ends like this. Rock and Roll All Night is described as Kiss's signature song. It's the song that was played as the encore at their concerts. It shows that rock music should be about celebration, and it's a song to pump us up with excitement. Since it is Kiss's number one song, what is your favorite Kiss song of all time? This has been Cool Music History Time with DJ Dylan. I hope you all enjoyed my interview with Mr. George Czar and the early history of the rock band KISS along with their signature song, Rock and Roll Night. If you all have favorite rock bands that you want an inside scoop of the history for, please contact me at dylan.miller at loop.clum.edu. Again, it's dylan.miller at loop.colum.edu. This is DJ Dylan saying, have a rockin' day.